What is going on in the Middle East? This is the lie that Americans have been telling each other or the media itself. They've been telling the people that we've been aiding against, fighting against Assad. We've been aiding the rebels to fight against Assad. Now that's the biggest propaganda lie that they've been telling you. But the, Wal uh, the Washington establishment does not want to let go of their power. Because inherently they know what they're doing. They're killing people for oil. Killing people for oil? What do you mean, Christian? This is the problem that Americans, they don't truly understand what's going on outside their country. The foreign policy, the way that it affects us, and what not even just affecting us, affecting other countries and killing people. So I think I have to explain the history and what's going on and how, how this whole thing came about. Because a couple of days ago, the United States, 33 days after Joe Biden's presidency, 33 days after Joe Biden's presidency, bombing Syria yet again, following his trend from the Obama administration, even like Trump's even, he did it for his first year and it's in his administration, but he stopped and he had the whole peace agreement in the Middle East with the Abraham Accords. But mind that, of course, Joe Biden, the status quo establishment player, is into bombing Syria yet again, just for oil. And guess what? This, what happened the other day, had nothing to do with what Syria did. They had nothing to do with it. You know what? I'll go explain to you guys what, what they claim and what the media has been saying. But I'm going to explain to you why this was an, a tactical approach. Or why he said it was, an it was a defensive approach when he was using offense. Which is complete crap. So here in front of me, I have two lines. I have the European-backed and, and a... Uh, sorry, I have Russia-backed pipeline and US-backed pipeline. And what I mean is, a long time ago, um, the U.S.-backed one isn't, isn't built. But a couple of years back, and what the United States and the surrounding countries have been pushing forward is because it, oil literally runs the world. The, there was a proposal for the Qatar pipeline that would run through Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Syria, and Turkey. And it was U.S.-backed. And they pushed for this pipeline. Well, the U.S. wanted to influence and push for this pipeline because Russia had a grip on the, um, the European Union's economy. As oil runs the whole world, so too Russia controlled the livelihood of these European nations. To Russia, Russia supplied 30% of Europe in oil and 40% in natural gas. That's a tight grip. And it makes up about 60% of Russia's economy. That's a lot. And that's, that's the thing. Oil is a part of hard power. If we're talking about this in an international relations speak. And what we have and what the United States, it, it, we benefit off the petrodollar. Meaning the only way for other countries, and this is from most cases, to buy oil is to buy it in American dollars. So that's why the debt doesn't really matter that much. The established elites, don't, they don't care. They can spend as much as they want. Because as long as other countries have to buy American dollars to buy oil we have a grip we actually have this, this globalist perspective when people think that there's oh we need a global more push towards globalism and so we can have some sort of uh, unity and have a congruency between policies the u.s has an influence in basically everything because they control the oil if you don't understand what oil truly does think about like having a sandwich making a sandwich the the essence of what you had to make uh, every tool necessary to make that sandwich, saying the knives, say the cuttery, say whatever. It was all produced in factories run by oil. Oil's power. 
And this is why I talk to, I have like, um, I guess I want to push for renewable energy because I want to have a cleaner and safer planet. But oil, literally, it's so much money and the power, it, it, it generates so much energy. And when we got rid of the Keystone Pipeline and, and um, stopped the New Mexico permits, you saw oil prices going up, gas is going up 30%. And here in Massachusetts, where I live, it was twenty. It was two dollars and eighteen cents around November. Now it's like two sixty-five. That's that's a lot, and especially to low-income people, like uh, lower-income individuals. Sorry, they they can suffer. Like I, to, for me, for, to fill my tank um, for my car, it used to be th like thirty dollars. It's now like forty-two from E. It's that's craziness. That's a lot of money, but. And it's not like I try to, I, I want to push away. I, obviously, I think we need to become more energy independent. As as you see, we don't want to buy, we don't want to be like Europe and need another country in order to survive, in order to push. But we, we're using our influence in a wrong way, in my opinion. So what are we exactly doing? So since Qatar wanted to build this pipeline through Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Syria, and Turkey, Syria said no. So what did the United States do? They pushed for this. They they basically aided in Syria's own civil war. Syria has their leader Assad, and many people in other countries came together and formed even the Friends of Syria in order to get rid of Assad. And you know why they want to get rid of Assad? It's because Assad did not want a, this Qatar pipeline to go through. He did not want that the the U.S. and all these other countries benefit off of Syria's own natural resources. And the US said no. Because you know what? If they actually built this pipeline, it can hurt and tank Russia's economy. If Russia does not is not able to fund and produce the oil for the EU, EU then they become a weaker force. And then it's it's this whole part of like even the Cold War. We're technically still in a Cold War, but now for oil we're pressing for power and dominance, and money rules the world. So, when when we harbor into Syria, we're in the northern. The United States currently is in the northern parts of Syria through the Caesar Files. You can look this up, and our sanctions are literally killing these people here. They have nothing to do. They have their own sovereignty. These people probably want the oil. Uh, they want to keep their own oil, but the United States states said no. So they're placing these sanctions on these countries and they're not able to get the goods that they need and many people are dying. And the United States are harboring these countries in the Middle East, Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, in order for what? For geopolitical gain. Because if they control these certain areas and start inhibiting and putting pressure, maybe these governments can fold. And that is authoritarian of the U.S., in my opinion. But people say this, like the, the city's trapped. As economic, as growing powers are rising, the U.S. is growing, other powers are rising, like Russia's coming to a, a higher level. It's, it's same with China. And so you're going to see this competition between, and maybe it is inevitable that you might see a war. But enacting this, bombing Syria, and trying to force force a geopolitical battle in which, now, in which they adhere to the U.S. and these other countries and build this Qatar pipeline to hurt Russia, it's killing people. And Syria, with Assad, he's, they're backed by Russia. They are backed by Russia. So if we start attacking Syria, 
and we started bombing it again, yet again. This could be a disturbance in the Middle East. We just had, like I mentioned earlier, Trump's Abraham Accord. It was a historic peace agreement between many countries. And you could see during Trump's first uh, year, he, he yes, he bombed Syria, but more towards missile strikes. But he started pulling U.S. troops out because he realized we can't keep on having the bloodshed. But oil, and this is a very important thing. Oil is huge. If we allow that the, the Russia to have this power over other countries, they can just keep on growing. And we know what's going on in Russia, the threat that they oppose. So isn't so some may say it's maybe in our in our not in our right, but where it's necessary to obtain this oil for to maintain power as a defensive mood. I, personally, I don't agree. I think what we're doing is being fascistic and we're killing people for for oil. I believe lives are more important than oil. But that's for you to decide. But so let's go on to what Syria said. So on January 20th, Syria, um, this is from Newsweek, Syria has issued its first message to President Joe Biden, urging the incoming U.S. leader to withdraw troops from the war-torn nation and to abandon efforts to tap into the country's oil reserves. Syrian permanent, uh, permanent representative to the U.N., Bashar al-Jafari, derided the U.S.'s actions in his country during a Wednesday virtual session on the U.N. Security Council. As Biden was sworn in Washington, Jafari called for immediate action in Washington's foreign policy in Syria, where a multi-sided civil war with the U.S. involvement neared its 10th anniversary. When the American occupation forces continued to plunder Syria's wealth of oil, gas, and agricultural crops, burning and destroying what it cannot steal, Jafari said, according to state-run Syrian, Syri uh, Syrian Arab news agency. But see the disaster and see the, the pressure that they want to put? The United States, and I repeat, the American occupation forces continue to plunder Syria's wealth of oil, gas, and agricultural crops, burning and destroying what they cannot steal. Now that is disgusting. Just because we want this this country, the sovereign country with their own people that can govern themselves, when we want to push our own policy onto Syria and and make and force them to get this pipeline to to hurt our enemy Russia, aren't we becoming an enemy? This is why you don't you don't hear this from the media. And it's harder to look. You have to find in, in more of like the outer, outsider sources, like the BBCs or not the BBCs, because actually BBC and Reuters is now uh, they got government funding. And I sorry, I don't want to go into that deal. But they, you have it's harder to find information like this. They don't talk about it. You see in the news, all they talk about is what's it called? It's Cuomo. They're talking about Cuomo right now. And as much as I hate that man and how much he. Uh, how he killed thousands of people in nursing homes, and now they're com they're just bringing up the sex scandals and stuff, the sexual harassment scandals. To be honest, that's not the bigger news. Like as much as like, I think this is uh, obviously I want Cuomo to go to jail. I think he should be in trial. I think obviously not jail first because you have to, he has to have, bring the evidence first. He has to have due process. I I respect the system. I believe he has to have due process. In my opinion, I think he's guilty. Who? willingly puts COVID patients with the elderly. That's, it just generally doesn't make sense. But you're starting, not even, they're focusing on that story. They're now focusing more on the sexual harassment and no one's even caring about the Syrian missile strikes. No one. And I bet you if I talk to someone at work or if I talk to any, just anybody, I, I bet you most people won't know about the Syrian strikes or they won't understand or what they'll get is they'll repeat this 
what the media has been telling you that it's just oh we're def we're defending against Assad because he's using chemical weapons on these people. He's he's state-sponsored terrorism. All this bullcrap. Well, yes, there's some truths to it, but that's not the whole piece of the pie. So, for what happened? So CNBC, and I I I know I'm a little late on this, but I wanted to actually give some credit to CNBC. They actually had this on the. When the news broke out, they actually had this on their front page, unlike other news sources. So respect to CNBC. Because usually these mainstream media corporations, they don't want to talk about it because they're in with the Washington foreign policy establishment. So President Joe Biden on Saturday told Congress that his orders for airstrikes in Syria were consistent with the U.S.'s right to self-defense. I directed this military action to protect and defend our personal and our partners against these attacks and future such attacks, Biden wrote in a letter to Congress. So basically this is the this is what this is what I I have a problem with. You're bombing a country and later on we're going to realize that Syria had nothing to do with why they bombed the country. They bombed a country in order for defense. That's the concept bombing for peace has never worked. You're going to get people in that area to hate us even more and this is where we were we even start the feuds with our uh, with these terrorist groups like ISIS and and um, Al Qaeda. We we start influencing other governments and interfering with their own policies just for the benefit of ours because we are the United States as an empire. To be honest, we are an empire, and to be we have a dictatorship over other countries. In my opinion, because of our actions, it's just it's honestly it boggles me how we're allowed to do this. So we can illegally occupy Afghanistan and Iraq. And we can bomb Syria without no consequence. But within our law, we can't even hypothetically get like a $15 minimum wage. Or or you, you can impeach and prejudice. This is where I make fun of Democrats too. Like, like look at look at for how it is. You, you're finally seeing it. I hope you're finally seeing it. Because, for, for example, many people have been pushing for the $15 minimum wage and been saying... We can do it. Most voters want it. Well, I don't agree with it. I don't. I don't think. I think it'll kill our economy. One point four million jobs will be lost. But they can do that, and they and they try to bring up like a floor vote, and they said do the parliamentary restrictions. We couldn't do it. But even though Kamala Harris is the president of the Senate, she can actually overturn them and actually get the fifteen dollar minimum wage. But they won't do it. They've been talking about this for months and months and months and months, and they campaign on this, and they still can't do it. But you know what? They can flick a switch like that and bomb Syria. Or they can do, what, two days and uh, impeach Donald Trump, right? Because it's not, they don't even want to give you the $15 minimum wage. It's all a lie. But they're, it's all a cover-up. They'll just give you these soft pieces or they'll, like, pander to you, your wants and needs. But they won't tell you what they're actually doing. It's all a manipulation. The media aids into this as well. So Biden's decision to launch an airstrike Thursday night in Syria was in response to rocket attacks against U.S. targets in Iraq. U.S. targets in Iraq, so a different country that he... Alright, let's go on. President Joe Biden on Saturday told Congress that the airstrikes he ordered in Syria last week were consistent with the U.S.'s right to self-defense, as members of his own party called for more transparency about why the military action was taken without congressional authorization. Excuse me, sorry. The United States took this action pursuant to the United States' inherent right to self-defense, as reflected in the Article 51 of the U.N.'s Charter. Biden wrote in a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and President President Pro Tempore of the Senate, Patrick Leahy. Biden ordered airstrikes Thursday against facilities in eastern Syria that the Pentagon says that are U.S. by Iranian-backed militia. 
Let me repeat that. Biden ordered airstrikes Thursday against facilities in eastern Syria that the Pentagon says are used by Iranian-backed militia. So you're bombing a country that has nothing to do with what happened with the U.S. That is so disheartening. It honestly is. And it seems to me that they have no correlation at all. It seems like you're just masking it. So Iran, Iranian-backed militia, attacked you at the U.S. But you bombed Syria? Please tell me how that makes sense. Please, I would like to hear the argument. Because if you're actually supporting this, I have no I have no faith. I have absolutely no faith in society after that. Because we are bombing countries that have nothing to do with what happened to us. Because it's all a ploy. It's all manipulation. The Defense Department said multiple facilities were destroyed at the border control point where there were casualties, but did not provide any additional information. Those strikes came in response on February 15th attack in which rockets hit Erbil International Airport, which hosts a coalition military base in northern Iraq. The attack killed a civilian contractor with the U.S.-led military coalition and injured several others, including an American service member. I were directed this military action to protect and defend our personnel and partners against these attacks and future such attacks, Biden wrote. The letter comes as some Senate Democrats have pushed back against Biden over the strikes, calling him to provide a briefing why military action is taken without congressional approval. And that, that's actually a funny thing, without congressional approval. So, But the people who actually run, and now I have to take a pause back, the people who are within the Biden administration criticized Trump during his first year embalming Syria because Trump during his first time in the president was following the status quo. Look at his press secretary, Jen Psaki. Also, what is the legal authority for strikes? Assad is a brutal dictator, but Syria is a sovereign country. What happened now? Honestly, what happened now? Or Kamala Harris, I strongly support our men and women in uniform and believe we must hold the Assad uh, accountable for his unconscionable use of chemical weapons, but I'm deeply concerned about the legal rationale of last night's strike. So please tell me, please, for the love of God, what's the difference now? You don't want to say anything back then, right? You didn't want to say, or you don't want to say anything now because it, it didn't affect you back then. So Orange Man isn't in office, so you, you don't... You, you don't have to criticize anybody. They just play to the masses. They play to your appeal and they play for your emotions and try to gain fear. And fear is what drives them. It's what allows them to gain momentum. And that's what the establishment elite in Washington do. That is what people, mainly specifically the um, these leftists and these Democrat grifters, in my opinion, that's what they do. They try to scare people and they try to fear monger, but when they're in positions of power, they try to cover up with some sorry excuse. Honestly, it's absolutely disgusting. And I'm, I'm really trying not to be biased, but in reality, I feel like I'm just calling it out for what it is. You, you saw the seat, receipts, right guys? You saw the receipts. That's what people said. So under the war's powers resolution, presidents are required to inform Congress within 48 hours after taking military action. In the letter, Biden cited this constitutional authority as commander-in-chief. The Pentagon briefed letters in the Congress before the military strikes, according to a national security spokesman. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's staff were also notified before the strike. But they never went to, the set to Congress. Iran condemned the U.S. airstrikes on Saturday and denied responsibility for the rocket attacks on U.S. targets. Wow. 
Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zafarov, sorry if I mispronounced that, said that the U.S. strikes were illegal in violation of Syria's sovereignty. Why would it be in violation of Syria's sovereignty? It's because we're bombing a country that had nothing to do with the attacks, and Iran denounced the attacks, well, we believe them or not, for oil. For oil. It's honestly, it's absolutely disgusting. It's, and this is, I know, I, it's more of a complicated matter than what I, I've given you guys. It's more of my summation. It's more of a simplified version. But I'm just going to try to rerun it through to get, again one last time. Real quick, Qatar, they're trying to have, they're trying to p produce this pipeline across these nations, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Syria, and Turkey. And this is U.S. backed. Syria is a, is a Russia ally. They do not want the pipeline. And so the U.S. is trying to put economic, geo, and geopolitical, and even bombing them, pressure on uh, Syria to bend the knee. Russia backs Syria. They don't want this pipeline because it will affect their economy. And Russia supplies 30% of Europe's oil and 40% of their national gas. And this is what we're really fighting for. And this is why we're killing people. Now, this article doesn't tell you how many people were dead, how many were from um, who who passed away from from um, from the airstrikes, but I believe what I saw it was around twenty. The information hasn't been fully out there because obviously they're not going to tell you how many people are truly dead. But you know what? It's it's honestly it's, you know what? wait hold on before I, before I even say it. how many let's just school this. Sorry, I feel like a little, not gonna lie, I feel a little responsible for not even having this. Oh, oh, here you go. For NBC, retaliating the Iran-backed militias. Sorry about that, guys. The strikes killed at least 22 people. London-based human rights group activist says, 22 people. And from that, we don't even know who those 22 people were. We don't know if they were children. We don't know if they were uh, ISIS. They were known. We don't even know. And you know what the th crazy thing is? We're basically bombing for ISIS. ISIS wants to overthrow Assad. We're helping them. But all for what? Oil? This is absolutely disgusting. I can't believe this is not getting enough media coverage. Uh, please, if, you, if this is something new that you've heard and you, you don't think your friends or your family know about this and you think that they need to, please like and share this video. Because I need people to be more uh, me personally i need people to be more aware because my more humanitarian aspect out of this i don't want to see people dying for oil i know there's oils it, like like i admit oil has this power it runs the world it, it, it we make a lot of money out of it but to me that doesn't that doesn't equate to who should who should be alive and who should not and who should suffer because in reality the united states and the washington elites they just want to control and make the empire withstand. They don't care about the people that they have within the empire. But as long as the empire lasts, that's that's all that matters. And you know what? Maybe this is why American populism is coming back. Because America has to come first at some points. At, at some certain point. Thanks, guys. I hope you have a great day.